Dorothy Pesh, better known as Doro, has been a constant in the world of heavy metal for nearly four decades. The true metal queen, she's developed a career as a solo artist after four albums with Warlock in the 80s. In this interview, we chat about her metal history, the circumstances around her new live release, Triumph and Agony, her headline show at Sheffield Bowl, car park gigs and some of her most memorable UK shows. Yes, hi, hi, it's me, Doro, and yeah, and I, I just saw your nice picture with Mike Howe, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, yeah, oh man, that was my last tour in the States in 2019, and oh man, we had such a great time. I don't oh. know if you've seen a show, did you, did you, did you see a show in 2019? No, that's from about uh, three years ago now, I think, when they played on... Um, a boat not far away from where I live in uh, in Bristol. Ah, and, ah, uh, ah okay. Ah, I, I, so you're from you're from England, right? Ah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm actually from I'm actually from Wales, Doro. So. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, we are going to Sheffield on Saturday. Yes. And we're playing the Rocking the Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We are headlining that festival, and uh, yeah, there are tons of cool bands. Like, but we are there Saturday, and yeah, yes. And then we are doing the Michael Schenker tour in October. So ah, right. So, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, looking. Just... I was looking at your tour dates earlier on and wondering whether you were touring. But if you you do, you're doing about four dates over here. Is that right? I think five. I ah, think right. they added on Glasgow. Okay. Uh, that's the first gig. And yeah, five, five. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. So, so how are you, and where are you? Are you in Germany tonight, or are you? Yes, in, I, yeah? I'm in Germany. I yeah. just came back. Uh, we did our first festivals, and uh, like, yeah, two weeks ago it was my first normal festival in Belgium, yeah. the Alcatraz Festival, which is a great festival. Man, I, I played many times on Alcatraz, but this one, you know, it was like it was special because it was. It seemed like 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 totally normal and <laughs> everybody had to get either the uh, vaccination thing yeah, or like yeah. or testing yeah. and or like or recovering and um and then it was it was wild it was great yeah and, yeah. and then i did uh, some other open airs in, in germany and yeah now going over to england so brilliant friday so a, li- yeah. a, little, a little bit of normality seems to be coming back yes yeah man yeah yeah i mean of course most important thing is that everybody is safe and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it sure it sure feels great. And I did all kinds of things. Like last year, we did uh, many uh, auto kino shows, drive-in shows. Yeah. And this year, we did beach chair over there, <laughs> which that was great too. But it was so much more work because you know people are so far away, and you have to you know you have to fucking kill yourself to get everybody <laughs> excited you know and so but it was good practice so we are so ready to to roll yeah. you know like a normal festival that's like yeah, yeah. everybody's like you know like yeah ready and, so so you know, tell me about those drive-in shows because that's that's a really weird concept isn't it looking at everyone sat in their cars and things yeah actually uh, the first time i walked on stage i thought man it's like a deja vu. It looks like the Oh We Are video in 87. I don't know if, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, ever I know seen that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I tell you, it was like only cars. People were stuck in their cars. We did many drive-in shows. Sometimes they were allowed outside, you know, could, you know, like I could see them and they were rocking out. But sometimes they were stuck in their cars. It was, you know, depending yeah. on the city and stuff and <laughs> on the rules. And, um, and then I tried, you know, to, yeah, to find a way that I could really still connect with like the fans yeah. and, you know and then you know and then when i said hey let me see you bang your heads then you know <laughs> they were shaking their cars and you could almost see cars flying and it was really <laughs> cool and you know and then i said well let me let me um, hear you know when you honk your horns yeah and, oh, it was so loud was louder than our IPA system, so that was cool. And you know, I think that was the last time that the city was allowing these um, drive-in shows yeah, yeah. because it was so loud and crazy. And yeah, and then you know, and I said, well, let me see. You know, when you, you know, like like put your lights on. And it was, yeah, I played a couple of like you know really nice games, and people were totally like involved. And then and I could hear them, you know, sing along to yeah. even you know when I was sitting in their car. So everybody gave their best and um and it was definitely cool to keep it going to keep the band you know like 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 you know that everybody was still like you know could could do something and, yeah yeah and then when when we couldn't tour and not festivals nothing then i went back into the studio and i thought okay i want to see what i can do and then i did um last year the best of came yes, out in november yeah, and yeah. the magic diamonds and i wasn't planned like a big thing i thought maybe my favorite 15 songs and then it winded up 25 35 45 and then 56 songs yes, and i maxed I out the capacity but then i listened to all the stuff of the triumph and agony uh, recordings which uh, we were just celebrating triumph and agony but we didn't um we we didn't plan on recording it. It just got recorded a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then when this year, when we couldn't tour so much anymore, then I thought, okay, I want to go back and really, yeah, see, you know, see really what we have. And then I found many nice things. And yeah. Sweden Rock, that was the first um, concert we ever played uh, the entire album. And it had the most magic. We didn't. America tour and Spain tour and played Norway rock and grass pop, but uh, Sweden rock was uh, so perfectly recorded and like, you know, great camera work. And yes. then, you know, and I thought, oh, let's do it. But the CD is a combination between Spain and Sweden rock and uh, the Blu-ray is uh, only Sweden rock concert. Okay. And then a nice documentary about Brilliant. how it, you know, how it came about, like the, the original Triumph and Agony, and I even put some bootleg videos on and all some cool okay. stuff. And yeah, you know, so, I was yeah. looking on Amazon. It's very hard to get hold of it already. So obviously, it's doing well. So that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I, I hope that the fans like it, and I think it, yeah, it looks good, sounds good. Well, it's it's and all these little box sets as well, yeah. the old school stuff, and yeah. and of course, it's 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 the album that. Um, was probably most successful for you in Warlock, with all all yeah. respect. So was it was it Ax very important for you to play it live at, at, at least once? Yeah, yeah, the actually, whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think every record was like you know like um, Burning the Witches, Hellbound, and True Steel. They were all leading to the Triumph and Agony album. Like yeah. you know, every you know every record I think had 
great songs or special moments but i think when we did triumph and agony it was like you know probably the best time 87 yeah. you know, the peak of metal and um yeah and we already like you know had like yeah like we, we worked already like you know to yeah to have some fans and you know and and then uh, the third album was actually there was actually a door opener too because we could play the legendary monsters of rock festivals yeah this one in castle donington in 86 that that was it everybody said hey you know cool show and then we could hop on tour with judas priest mm -hmm. which was my favorite band and oh, i was unbelievable and in england we did uh, the whole tour with wasp yeah and wasp was my favorite band so oh man yeah and then <laughs> um yeah and then we had our first um worldwide release and i did a little promotion tour in america for three days and then after two days i thought i want to stay and then i stayed and then everything fell into place i got hooked up with great people like really cool and you know and like and cozy powell played on this album and yeah. you know, joy ballon who was a great musician he became the producer we were hanging out he was just actually supposed to show me you know, the metal scene in New York and the record stores, which were open 24 hours. So I was totally in heaven because <laughs> in Germany, everybody, you know, was closing at six o'clock and yeah. then 24 hours. And it was like, just like, wow, it was, uh, yeah. And then we um, like, yeah, started like, you know, checking out all the clubs and stuff. But then I told Joey, hey, in Europe, you know, it's pretty much the same. The clubs are the same. And then he said, so what shall we do? And I said, shall we? do a little jam session and we went to his apartment and we were jamming a little bit and then I told him about all my you know like wild experiences and yeah. stuff and my first promotion tour was actually in a former east country there was Hungary okay. and we were so scared we thought we would be put in jail because we had all our <laughs> burning the witches records in the yeah, trunk yeah and you know and i thought oh that's pornography and we thought no that's fantasy that's metal that's you know art and you know they they took every record away and they were very serious and we thought oh oh god and then you know and then this promotion tour never happened we went into the country but no record nothing and then you know and i told joey about it and he was like fascinated because in america you know when you when you're born in america you are always you know you're you're pretty free you yeah, can say what yeah, you want you can yeah. go wherever you want i said no no in europe you know like uh, back in the days and in, in the 80s i said man it's totally different you know and yeah and then we wrote our first song the first day it was east meets west yeah yeah when east yeah, meets yeah. west is going One to be a lot of mess yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I had so much like you know good energy, and I worked to, uh, I worked up to my manager. He was um, an um, he was an American citizen, but he was born in Switzerland, so right. he could speak German as well, and I couldn't speak English that well at all. So, so I, it was perfect. And I told him, hey, we wrote a nice song, and he said, wow, I love it. He said, hey, why don't you guys go on do more stuff? Yeah, and then we did more and more and more songs, and then. We had like uh, three songs, actually East Meets West, Three Minute Warning, and Joey was playing, um, or he was showing me all kinds of things, and yeah. he was a little bit older than me, and I was like, you know, very, you know, like, 
uh, rebellious teenager and interested <laughs> in everything. And then yeah. he said, uh, do you know about uh, the Beachy board? And I said, oh, I think I think that's totally forbidden in Germany. I think it was at the time. That's what I heard. He said, you want to play it? You want to check it out? And I said, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> anything that's forbidden, that's even more attractive. So so we played the Beachy board many, many times. Yeah. And uh, in the end, it winded up that we had to move out of that apartment because it was filled with like really weird dark energy and the <laughs> apartment almost burned down. But before all that happened, I asked Joey if uh, he can ask the spirit or whatever it is, you know, if he, she, it has a message for me. And then it came back, Doro, make time for love. And then we thought, wow, that's another, another a nice song. Yeah, yeah, ballad. Yeah. yeah. And that was our first ballad for Triumph and Agony. And then um, the manager, he said, well, you know, you guys should record it for real. Like, you know, do a real demo, not only on your Walkman. And we went into the Power Station studio. And I didn't know that it was one of the best studios. And we had a great engineer. His name was... Uh, Steve Rinkoff, yeah. and he was uh, very young, but super talented, super nice, and he became the um, engineer for Meat Love and Jim Steinman, and he was really cool, and yeah, and then we recorded uh, three songs, and we thought, wow, there's so much magic, and then I said, Joey, I need a real metal guitar player, and in the 80s, there was always this discussion, like, what is metal, what is rock, what's yeah, the difference, yeah. and I said, well, you know, and uh, Joey, he was a fantastic guitar player, but more rock, I said, I need a metal, he said, ah, I think I have a friend of mine, he, he could probably and that's deliver, really got Tommy, and he it? was, yes, yeah, there yeah. was Tommy Bowles, yeah. and he came in, and he killed it, and had so much energy, he was on the floor, on his back, immediately sweating, bleeding, you know, playing. Wow, you know, wow. I, I thought, oh. And then, you know, it was so much good energy. And yeah, and then the whole album was like done in the Power Station studio in New York and in Philadelphia, yeah. the Cajun studios. And we had great guests uh, playing on it. Cozy Powell played on many songs and he played uh, Touch of Evil. There was a song, I wanted to have a song where I can really like, totally go off and scream and you know like you know like have really really powerful vocals yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and i told my manager that i need somebody with a lot of power you know and he said oh i think i might have a surprise for you and next day i walked into the power station studio and cozy power wow, you know, wow, was there wow. and he said hey doro i got a phone call you need some power and I said, oh my god you know and i knew that he was like amazing and then he played and it was it was so awesome and his drumsticks they were as thick as big as my arms yeah. and, and everybody was watching him play and then the next day i went in to do my vocals for touch of evil and i had so much energy and i was listening to cozy's power and tommy's guitar and i was screaming 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 and then suddenly a lightning came into the window like a ball of lightning came into the window the window was closed and there was a little tiny window in the recording room and it came into the room you know made around and went back out 
the window and everybody thought, oh my God, what yeah. kind of energy did we <laughs> raise now? And then we stopped, like that night we stopped and everybody was like scared shitless. And the next day we walked back in and listened to it. And then everybody said, you know what? We should leave that track alone. And, you know, and I said, yeah, yeah. Don't, let's leave your vocals. Uh, don't, don't, don't do him again, you know, it's fine. And, you know, so it was really powerful. So all kinds of like, you know, great memories were attached to, yeah, to the making of sure. this album. And, you know. So, so when you actually played. So, so it was definitely sorry. worth like to celebrate. A little yes, bit, yeah. of course. And when you, when you played it live, did you play it live in the order that it's, it's come out on the album with Touch of Evil first and All We Are at the end? No, actually it was... Um, or did on you the play it in, in Blu-ray? In... It's exactly the the way we played it, and right, on okay. the CD, it's exactly the way we played it. And on the vinyl, it's different order because of the you have to uh, you have to watch you know the time like, yeah. every yeah. side yeah. yeah. And uh, I think yeah, vinyl and cassette is a little bit different, but uh, the CD that's the order we played it in Sweden rock. Yeah, and actually it was impossible to do the same sequence like the original because you know original starts with all we are yeah we had no idea that it would be you know such a big song for us sure and you know and everybody you know sings along so so you, you it's impossible to to open up with all we are you, you no. can't go anywhere so you know it's, it's, it's so, the so ideal thought, the ideal last song isn't it Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and yeah, yeah. And then I thought, ah, oh, you know, starting out with Charge of Evil, it's a little bit mystical and vibey yeah. and then powerful, and then you know, and then yeah, doing all these other songs, and uh, yeah, and we rehearsed it, and then we played it live. We thought, oh, works pretty good, works really nice, yeah. and yeah. yeah, and and even though we did many shows and and like many like the Spain tour and and America tour, but the Sweden rock had like so much magic and probably because it was the first time we did like play the whole album yeah. there's something about like doing something for the first time. It, uh, sometimes it carries a magic you can never really, you know, repeat or, or even, you know, make it better. Like the same with vocals when I go yeah. into the studio and I sing, usually the first take is it. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then hopefully it's recorded. Sometimes, you know, I think, oh, man, it was so great. And then the engineer said, no, I was just doing sound check. Like, oh, what? <laughs> and, you know, but now all engineers, they know they have to record whatever pops out. Like, and, you know, and um, and I always do it again and again. And, of course, I want to do it better and better and better. But usually we go back to the first take. It's like <laughs> there's a certain, you know. Yeah, certain, certain, certain energy at the start, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, so I was just like, yeah, I, and, I was thinking about the sequence and whatever yeah. would feel good. And then we did it and it worked out, you know, that, sure. it, it did work out and pretty good. I've, I've got to ask you the, um, the other ballad for Imma, which is one of my favourite songs that you've ever done. The, the recording on the, the Sweden Rocks, uh, the live album. I was listening to it and the hairs were standing up on my arm. So what was it like when oh, you were yeah. doing that? Because, of course, the crowd are, are absolutely singing along with you and it's oh, such a lovely yeah. emotional ballad. So what was it like for that? You must have been really, your heart must have been racing. 
Yes, yes. And I tell you, uh, I want to tell you two stories about uh, that song. The first one from 87, yeah. we were, um, yeah, actually, um, when we were doing this album, we really felt good. We thought, man, you know, it, it, it yeah, it could be, it, we didn't know that it would be big and stuff, yeah. but we felt really good. So everything was almost done. We were mixing the last things and stuff. We had uh, nine songs and, um, and then we thought, yeah, that's the album. That's great. All we are was like, you know, was yeah. like pretty clear that that would be the first single because it had so good energy. Many yeah. people were singing on it, all our friends and even people we asked on the streets if they would come up and sing the backgrounds and like the American Amazing. guys, they were yeah. so good. I said, what? Can I record on, on record? And we said, yeah, you know, and they, yeah, I'm coming up and, you know, we, we had some beers and stuff. So yeah. it was a great atmosphere Amazing. and you could really feel this could be a, a good, good song or maybe a single. So, um, album was almost done and then uh, like usually when something is like ending like a tour or recording then you know you can get a little down a little sad because you don't even know what to do with yourself anymore it's like so everything was so intense and so important and so passionate and then when something stops it's it's really weird so so Joey and me we were sitting in the apartment and then he said what do you want to do would you like to have dinner and oh, nee, nee. would you like to go to the movies oh no no so would you like to write another song and i said <laughs> oh yeah let's do write another song and he said well we don't have to put it on the record we just do it you know just for fun and i thought oh that's cool and he said what kind of song would you like to write you know and i said joey honestly i would like to write the most brutal aggressive fastest motherfucking song in the whole wide world he said oh really he said okay so we started and out came for him the first german song the first real like special like kind of ballad yeah and and then it was so weird and uh it was the first time that i sang german and yeah. uh he he didn't speak German and stuff. He said, are you sure you know what you're singing? I said, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, you can trust me, I'm sure. And when we recorded it, the engineer, they said, hey, can you do the composite? Usually we recorded a few takes and then we, you know, we kind of like put together the nicest chorus or the nicest verse or bridge. And then I said, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do it. You can trust me. And I said, I need a Spanish sentence because we toured with Judas Priest in 86. And that was my first time in Spain. And that was the first time that I learned about the mentality of like the metalheads, like in Spain, yeah. similar to South America. Mm. So I need like a Spanish sentence. And I found somebody in the studio. He was tweaking the Marshall amps. And he was from South America, and I tried to explain, uh, like, what the song is all about. He didn't speak English, he didn't speak German, but he gave me the sentence, I una promesa en el sonido. And I said, what is it? But he couldn't make me understand what it is. <laughs> but later on, I found out it was perfect. It means yeah. there is a promise in the song, and the promise is deep inside my heart for him, yeah. forever. So uh, that was perfect. So we recorded it, and... Um, and then we really felt it had magic. We loved it so much, so much. Like everybody who listened to it, like all the musicians involved, everybody was like, you know, like like flipping over it. And then we uh, delivered the whole album. And, you know, and the record company was really pleased and happy. And I said, yeah, you know, we will 
support you guys and you know it's awesome and yeah. all we are should be the first singer and we will do a video and and they said but one song has to be taken off the record and I thought oh no and I thought maybe metal tango because it's, it's so different like tango with metal guitars and I said no no the German song that needs to go and I thought, no way, no way. And I said, no, no, you can't do it. It's like, it, it's, you know, you can't sing German and it's, it's not metal. It's like so different. It's so special or like, like so weird. And I thought, no, I need, I need to have it on the record. I feel the magic. And so we had many, many, many big discussions. Ooh. And when I was young, I was probably not very diplomatic probably <laughs> screaming and throwing things and you know and then everybody was getting probably scared you know like, <laughs> okay you know before we all get killed let's put the song on the record last song last uh, like vinyl yeah. side yeah yeah and they were hoping nobody would ever listen to it and then we hopped on tour with ronnie james dio my favorite singer and it yeah. was an awesome tour and it became so clear that for Emma and Oh We Are, they were like the two songs which people loved the most. Yeah, and then yeah. after a couple of months, we hopped on tour in the States with Megadeth. And then I got a phone call from the record company and said, hey, we need to do a second single and stuff, you know. And I thought, okay, which song? For Emma. <laughs> I thought, you must be kidding. For Emma, you know, like, you know, even for England, America, France, everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It needs to be for Emma. And then I said, wasn't there a discussion that we wanted to take the song off the record or you guys thought it should be better, you know, like like not being on this record and nobody could remember. Yeah. And I thought, okay, <laughs> okay. So we did uh, the second uh, video was for Emma and we did it in Louisiana. It was the first time that I was in Louisiana. I felt it, it all looked like in, in this movie Angel Heart with Mickey Rogue, it was all really spooky and oh, it was awesome, it was great. Yeah, and then I played uh, for Emma and oh, we are every single concert, every yeah. single uh, day, every single festival. And one time I was in St. Paul in America on tour and I played for Emma and everybody was singing along. And then there's this middle part um, before I sing the Spanish sentence. Yeah. And this middle part, and then suddenly the crowd was singing something and I thought, oh my God, that is so awesome. And my drummer, Johnny D, he was actually filming it. And I thought, that sounds so great. That sounds great. And that's what you can hear on, on this album because it was something the fans made up this melody. And actually I met a couple of them fans after the gig and said, hey, what was that? And I said, well, we wanted to surprise you. We made up this melody and we thought that's really metal. And I thought, oh, my God, that is so metal. That is so great. You know, yeah. you were thinking of something, you know, to put in that song. And unfortunately, I never knew the names of the, you know, metalheads. But now this is uh, a part in For Emma when everybody sings the oh, and, yeah. you know, and sometimes yeah, yeah, people yeah, love yeah. to sing it. Sometimes it's really long, you know, it depends on the crowd. It uh -huh. depends, you know, if, if they heard it before. But uh, yeah, that always gives me chills. But it was made up by the fans. And that's that's what I personally, of course, love the most. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Brilliant. Before we finish, I must ask you about three of the shows that I've seen you in the UK at. So the first one was Monsters of Rock in 1986. Um, no way. Yep. 
I'm old you, enough to do you that. Saw this? I, I was there for so that. Awesome. Yeah, and so I can remember seeing you at the time and thinking, you know, wow, we've got uh, we've got a female singer for a start because you didn't get many many metal female singers back in the day. So you were you were, and obviously it was the first. That was your first UK show, I think, wasn't it? Uh, uh, no, we played a couple of shows before. We uh, right. did like um, the Marquee Club a couple oh, yes, of times, yes. and we did these awesome TV shows. I think uh, uh, ATC ECT, or yeah, ETC. I think it was called yeah. ECT. ECT. Uh, oh, what was yeah, it called? Yeah. ECT, I think. ECT, yeah, yeah ECT. Uh, the stage almost collapsed because they had so much pyrotechnics and, <laughs> and fireworks, and then suddenly. Uh, one side of the stage collapsed and we were all like wow you know shocked <laughs> and it was so awesome so it was it was a big it was a big show and uh yeah and i think one day before we did marquee yeah or one day later so we did a couple of shows in the uk but monsters of rock festival we didn't know that it was such a big festival yeah, and there yeah. was no way you could find out no internet no cell no, phones of course. No. and yeah and and then and then we we went to see the stage and I tell you I man I was like my knees were like pudding it was yeah. <laughs> un-fucking-believable and every it was a, like the stage was so high up and every step I saw oh my god oh my god and I, I can't do it I can't do it and then yeah and then when you're on stage you you have to do it and then everything you know was was cool and yeah. all the fans were like you know into it and head banging and Wow, and that was great. And then yeah. I guess, you know. And it, it, it rained that day. And then the second show um, I wanted to just m- remind you about was the Steelhouse Festival in 2015, where it had rained all weekend. And I I believe that you were carried across to the stage. Is that right? There's a story. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and later on, I found out, I don't know if it's true, but, you know, some fans have said, man, you were the only one on the catwalk. All the other singers, they were like, you know, like standing in the back because they don't want it to get, you know, their yeah. hair wet and stuff. And, uh-huh. and it was so much fun. And that's true. I got carried to the stage yeah. and somebody shot a photo and then I I wrote a song about it and the title is Strong Man's Arms. Ah, right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I know, know that, yeah. And we even recorded it, <laughs> but, you know, we thought, oh, man, there's sometimes so many songs you record and then you have to make a choice, you know, yeah. which song makes yeah, yeah. the album and which song. But uh, this one we, we actually recorded and I thought, yeah, man, it's such a cool song. Yeah. The memories are so great and, <laughs> and it felt so good. I felt like a million bucks. And yeah. It was so cool. And all these guys who were working there, they were like so you know, so tough and so passionate about, you know, like, yeah, doing this festival. It was, oh, it was awesome. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. If, if you ever see the song on a record, you know. I know what it's about, about now, yeah. Where it came from, yeah. yeah. yeah and that's yeah. that's the festival that is, is in Wales, so it's literally 25 minutes from where I live. So I was there for that, so... Oh, brilliant. cool, cool. So you didn't mind the rain and the rain was cold and... Oh, we always mind the rain, but we just have to live with it, don't we? So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The open air festivals I just did here in Germany. It was in the north, like close to Hamburg. Oh, yeah. I tell you, it was freezing. It was freezing <laughs> cold when we started at eight. It was cold, and then when we finished at ten, it was like 
I, I thought I, I couldn't I couldn't feel my fingers anymore. I thought my fingers were you know they were really <laughs> they were really frozen. That summer in Germany sometimes yeah. was like oh man, but I I heard that the weather will be probably not too good in in, in Sheffield. In Sheffield. In, no, it's <laughs> on Saturday. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a shame because it's been absolutely boiling here today. So um, I think it's going to change tomorrow, yeah. which is typical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, just but, very quickly, yeah. the last the last time that I saw you was um, headlining the tent in Bloodstock in two thousand and eighteen. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, right after the Judas Priest. That's show, right. I yeah, think, or it was at the same time. Yeah, that, you know when they were finished and you know yeah. the fans walked over. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was yeah, a great show. Bloodstock, right? Blood, yeah, Bloodstock. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I would, I would love to play there again. Oh yeah, I'm sure yes. you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, Tommy was with us. That's right. Yeah, us, yeah. No? I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was cool. I love playing England. I always, I always have, and I, I always will. It means so much to me because I was. Yeah, like heavily inspired by the new wave of British heavy metal and by all these great bands and Priest yeah. and Saxon and everybody. And it means so much to me. And and it was like, you know, like being from Germany, always had to like, you know, like prove yourself in England to even get a worldwide uh, record release. That yeah, was uh, yeah. very, very important. And, you know, and then sometimes you know some of those people said no not yet not yet like what oh no <laughs> so it was like it was tough but then you know when when suddenly everything was like yeah like you know pretty good and positive and i said yeah you know like you get a worldwide record release with trust deal and then triumph and agony was no more a big deal and yeah and then the tour with wasp that was yeah. awesome too i don't yeah, know yeah. if you've seen the gig uh that was uh, that was so cool we just uh, came off the judas priest tour and we hopped on tour with wasp one day later and i was so sick i was sick as a dog and oh, um because i was always walking on the ice when we played uh, with priest we stopped in uh, we finished in uh, scandinavia yeah and I was always watching the priest sound check and uh, the tour manager and road crew, everybody said, hey, you know, you little girl, you shouldn't walk on the ice or you shouldn't stand on the ice. You might get sick. And I said, no way, you know, I'm a metalhead, <laughs> and I'm, you know, strongest deal. No way, I will not get sick. And then I got so sick. I probably had totally like pneumonia. And, oh, no. yeah, and then yeah. Uh, we went to England and uh, we played the smaller club or the, the clubs with priests it was the big like you know stadiums and stuff and, yeah and in the clubs there were usually only one dressing room <laughs> and there was of course for the headliner and so the first night i was there i was uh, sitting in a in a staircase uh, like like on a stairway it was like it was cold it yeah. was windy i was like having like you know like fever and you know like the like I was really feeling like so ill and then Blackie Lawless he came up he said hi Doro are you guys from the support band and I said yeah he said man you you look really like sick and I said oh I'm totally sick and he said oh you know wait a minute and then he went up to his band members and he said hey guys you know what 
the singer of this apartment is so sick, it's Doro, and let her let her rest a little bit, you know. And then he said, well, you can have our dressing room. Wow. And he said, you can, you know, relax, lay down on the couch, you know, take a nap. And then he gave me all kinds of medicine and magic potions, <laughs> like, and fruit juice. And, and I, I couldn't believe it, like, you know, and, and I thought, wow. And then he said, well, I let you rest and I will wake you up when it's time for you to get ready. And I woke up and I felt totally, I felt like, I felt so strong and good. And then wow. we started the Amazing. tour with Wasp in England. And yeah, and that was like a memory. I think he, he will probably not even remember that at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All this, but I, I remember it for life. So he definitely, he saved our tour, he saved my life. And it was, it was so cool. And it was great tour. It was a great tour. And, yeah, but being a support band, it was very, um, it was very interesting. Yes, it was a total I'm sure. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Blackie decided to do a tour without uh, the blood. Uh, usually yeah, they yeah, always yeah. had like the blood yeah. and stuff. And the fans, you know, they were hoping to see that. And then some of the fans, you know, they were going to the butcher stores and, you know, and like That's you right. know, yeah. and buying yeah. all these things and liver and blood. And, you know, and it was a lot of fun because I was the support act, you know, and then they were throwing stuff and I was <laughs> covered in blood. And, you know, and I was like, wow, it's so metal, you know. And, yeah. and it was like, the culture was still there that, um, you know, when you were spitting on a band that you would show appreciation, Yeah. which yeah. at first I wasn't sure if that was what it was, but it was like still like, I guess it was, you know, came from the punk culture, yes, you know, it was a cool course. thing to do. Yeah. And so I was covered every single night, <laughs> almost every single night, I was covered in spit and blood. And I thought, oh man, it's it's very metal. It's very heavy metal. <laughs> I loved it, and yeah, yeah. So it was a time without COVID, no AIDS, so yeah. So you could enjoy you it. You could enjoy now. it. Yeah, it would absolutely. Be not so cool, you know, but <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, but there was great, great memories. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about writing a book? Ah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, one time, like many years ago, I started actually, and then I couldn't handle it no. because it was like I couldn't sleep at night anymore. And it was like so, oh, God, no. <laughs> no. And then I thought, eventually, whatever, in 50 years, I will write two books, one book, which immediately will be on the index. I know that, you know, I will tell all the truth. And then one book, you know, which is like, you know, like easy listening, you know, like, yeah. you know, for normal people. But, um, yeah, it was like sometimes so hardcore, uh, like, you know, and when I was thinking about all that, then I thought, oh, nah, nah, you know, it's like, yeah, it was it was too, too heavy, too heavy. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. people only know, like, you know, the good things and, you know, and how good it looks in the magazines or the fouls. And that. But it was like, oh, man, it was like, definitely when you when you know when there's a lot of light there's a lot of shadow and yes. it definitely was like uh -huh. yeah like people almost killing each other so you know i, <laughs> oh, I don't know i don't even want to think about it it's like when you think about your maybe your ex-wife you know and then no no 
you don't want to think too much about it. You just want to move on, think. No, of that's the things. truth. So <laughs> it's like you know, like if if, if I mean I, I I don't know how it is. I was never married, but I can imagine it's like when you have like maybe a bad divorce that it's like you know better to to not think too much about it. You know, so so it was like yeah, lots of things happened yeah. and. Um, yeah, when I started, I was talking to a journalist, and then he said, "Yeah, and then I write it down, and then you can read, read it." And I, oh, and while I was reading, I thought, "No, no, no!" I immediately <laughs> called him. I was like, "No, no, no, no book, no, I can't, I can't, no, 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 no." He said, "Why?" And I said, "No, because I, it's it's too heavy. It's too yeah. heavy for me, and you know, I can't live with it, and you know." And uh, he said, "Yeah, it's very interesting." And I said, "Yeah." It might be, but for me, um, well, I don't want to fucking kill myself. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like just because it's entertaining. You know? Yeah, maybe some of those demons are better kept kept but in the I locker. Know, you know, so so it was too heavy. You know? Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And I rather want to concentrate on good stuff, on positives, yeah. on another yeah. record, on new song, yeah. another tour, something really good. Brilliant. And, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's I know you've I think you've got one more interview after this so I'll let you go but it's been um it's been amazing to talk to you it's been uh, a long time since I first saw you and uh, it's been great to 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 actually catch up um yes and that you saw the monsters of rock 86 yes that was one of my of the biggest days in my life I didn't know it at that well, time but yeah. it, it it really was yeah. it really was and Glenn he was there and then and then and then he said Doro I'm so proud of you and I said oh really he said yeah because you were standing on the catwalk and when people were throwing mud you were still standing yeah, and he said yeah. I, I think that's really cool and I thought oh yeah it, it was really painful <laughs> but I thought yeah I can't walk off and like and I think Motorhead I think they walked off because people through like mud and firecrackers and yeah and Lemmy I think he got really pissed off I think he did at one point yeah it was the 80s yeah 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 yeah. but um yeah it was like yeah yeah there was like I guess when one guy starts throwing mud and it was like I think the acre was like it it felt like stones like it was like wow yeah mud was like I think pretty dry I, I guess we played before it rained or something, and um, <laughs> man, it was like that was tough. And I thought, ah, oh, okay, but uh, but I thought it was metal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I sometimes I I enjoyed it big times, like all these you know all these weird things and. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People can't relate to that anymore. No. Like even when I tell you the wasp tour with the spit and blood, and sometimes when I would tell people, they they don't understand. But I think yeah. you you understand. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there. Yeah, so, we were there. Yeah. The good old days. <laughs> indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. You have a um yeah. a great show on Saturday. I'm sure it'll be brilliant. I think it'll be brilliant. Yes, yes. We were. Yeah, I would give a hundred ten percent. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.therazorsedge.rocks.